If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Good morning. Hello. Great day to do home improvement. Hi, my name is Jared Malik. I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, Throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then most weekends, I was going to say every weekend, but uh, uh, unfortunately, it's not every weekend. But most weekends, I come in and answer your home improvement questions Uh, I have uh, three kids at home, and for some reason, they like to enjoy some of their Saturday mornings with me. And so some of those Saturday mornings, I end up not coming in. But most Saturdays, I come in and answer your home improvement questions. Uh, Today is one of those days. uh, Love to be a part of your next uh, home improvement project. Uh, Throughout the week, uh, even though I uh, only help people with roofing, siding, and windows, uh, on the weekends, uh, when I come in and answer your questions, really anything having to do with home improvement, is perfectly okay. Uh, I've uh, owned a construction company for years and years, over 20 years, uh, licensed general contractor as well as roofing contractor. And so uh, any type of home improvement question is really okay, whether it's uh, electrical plumbing, um, framing, uh, flooring, really anything uh, is, is okay. I'll try my best to answer it. I don't know everything, and my wife informs me of that all the time. Uh, well, maybe not all the time, but sometimes she informs me that I don't know everything. Uh, uh, but uh, but I uh, do know home improvement fairly well and would love to uh, to answer any question that you have. The number to dial here is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045 is the number to dial. If you're shy, uh, don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, you don't have to call me. Uh, you can email me a question. Uh, you can just do that uh, through the website, questions at universalroofjacks.com, questions at universalroofjacks.com, or questions at inthehouseshow.com. Both of those go to the same place, which is my email, and then I'll read that question and then answer it uh, live, uh, live on the air. So I really uh, would love to be a part of your next uh, home improvement project uh, by question. Or if uh, you're thinking about uh, replacing your roof or you're thinking about uh, installing new siding or thinking about replacing windows, uh, then that's the type of work that my company does. Uh, And uh, our phone number at the office uh, for estimates for any one of those things is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. And, of course, all those phone numbers numbers are area code 904, uh, but you know that. All right, so uh, so let's see. Let's go to Dave on the south side. Dave, you're in the house. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. Uh, good morning. <clears throat> I have a, about a 12-year-old home. Um, 
and we built this house uh, new, so the, the roof is the same age, 12 years old. And we're noticing on the north side, primarily on the north side of the roof, it's got these dark spots. It's a black roof. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's algae or what it is, but it's really getting darker and darker in sections. And I've heard people say, well, you're not supposed to clean it because it damages the roof. So my question is, uh, can we clean it? Is there anything we can do to to bring it back, make it look like new again without damaging the roof? Sure. Okay. So, um, so yeah, shing- most asphalt shingles that are made today are are fungus and algae resistant. Uh, they, they don't say fungus and algae proof. They say fungus and algae resistant. And what they do to make them fungus and algae resistant is uh, some of the granules they will uh, add a, a copper coated ceramic granule, and uh, that copper leaches out. And that kills the fungus and algae. Now, uh, some manufacturers of shingles will put a very high percentage of their granules as the fungus and algae resistant ones. And some manufacturers put a lower percentage of their granules as fungus and algae resistant. And so if the granules are starting to fall off uh, and it's those ones that are the the copper ones uh, and there's a very low percentage of them, then fungus and algae will grow. Uh, It has a tendency to grow in areas that does not get as much sunlight uh, because it stays wetter longer and then that algae will grow and so uh, it's uh, so that's the first thing is is that most likely is what's causing that discoloration now it could be some larger issue uh, the um, many times people think that it's fungus and algae and it's really some sort of granule loss Uh, if the granules are missing then the asphalt is exposed and so there's many times where people have said, oh, I think I need to have my roof cleaned, and I go up there and take a look at it, and it's it's actually not a, a fungus and algae issue. It's actually a degranulation issue that the granules are falling off. Uh, sometimes that's caused by, you know, we've had a lot of, of hailstorms here in in, uh, in the Jacksonville area, and so that could be a cause of it. It could be some sort of manufacturing anomaly or defect uh, that could be causing the granule loss, and it could be just a minor um, uh, issue, which is this uh, discoloration. Now, it is okay to clean a, a shingle roof. Uh, in fact, it's a good idea to clean a shingle roof if, if it does have a lot of fungus and algae on it. It's not a good idea to pressure wash a, a fungus or, or a, an asphalt shingle roof. Uh, when you use forced water, when you use a pressure washer, it will actually uh, knock off those granules, and the granules are there to protect the asphalt, and so it's UV protection uh, for the asphalt, and so if you force those granules off, you're exposing the asphalt, which is going to make the, the roof not last as long as it needs to, and so it, you can clean it, but it's a, it's a good idea to use a chemical cleaning system. Uh, the Asphalt Roofing Manufacturers Association, uh, which is Arma uh, has a whole guideline on what to do in order to clean uh, a roof if you're going to do it yourself. Uh, and again, that's Arma. If you just um, clue, uh, Google Asphalt Roofing Manufacturers Association uh, uh, clean roof, uh, then they'll go. Th- it shows the guidelines. I'm pretty sure I have a link to it on uh, on inthehouseshow.com. If you just go to inthehouseshow.com and and click on uh, or search clean roof. I think that I have a link uh, to um, to that article, and then uh, if you're going to hire somebody, just make sure that they use a chemical cleaning system, not a pressure washing system. Be good. Appreciate it very much. 
And uh, to make sure that it's not a larger issue, you know, we don't mind coming out and, and checking it. Um, it's a good idea every once in a while to have it looked at. And, you know, I know most people have a concern having roofers come out because they're going to be like, well, they're going to find something wrong. Uh, we're not that way. We don't mind, uh, you know, especially for listeners, uh, you know, we don't mind coming out and checking it. And, and if it's fine, you know, we're going to tell you and then we can, you know, tell you whether or not it's a fungus and algae issue or whether or not it's a degranulation issue. Okay. So, all right, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Yep. And our office number, if you decide you want to give us a call, is 647-3907. Again, 647 647- uh, three nine zero seven. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Robert on the south side. Robert, you're in the house. How can we help you? I was wondering when a Renee tank of cedar should be serviced. There seems to be some difference of opinion. What have you heard so far? Well, if you go to the instructions, I think they recommend a year. But then right. uh, I've been told by others that you don't need to do it until the digital numbers show up. Yeah, so the um, I have a I have a Renai uh, as well. I love Renai tankless water heaters. They're my they're my fave. Uh, and so yes, you are correct that the the application instructions uh, say that you should have it inspected once a year. I'm not opposed to that. Um, uh, I I actually think that it's that it's probably a little bit of a, of overkill every year. Um, I've I've had mine in for about two years now, and I can tell you I didn't have it inspected last year. I mean, I go over and I look at it just to make sure it's functioning properly. And I had taken the cover off and just because that's my personality and that's what I do. But uh, there's nothing wrong with doing it every year. It's not like a, a, an air conditioner filter, right, where you need to change it every three months or something like that. And where if you don't change it every three months that it's gonna, uh, it's not going to work as well. Uh, it's, uh, it is a good idea to have it inspected. I find that most people, what they end up doing is every couple years, every two to three years, is when they're going to have somebody take a look at it. They're, Renai, on most of their newer units, does have a, um, uh, the, uh, um, a sensor built in where if there's uh, too much, uh, this it, where certain things aren't working properly, the numbers come up, as you just talked about, and then that's when you get it serviced. But, uh, but uh, you don't necessarily have to wait till that happens. I think every two to three years is a, is a good option. Thank you. All right, thanks, Robert. Appreciate Bye. your call. How's that? Uh, are you are you still there? No, he wasn't. I was curious how he liked his Renai tankless water heater. Yeah, no problem. But I was curious whether or not he liked it. Still, I I love tankless water heaters. They're my, they're definitely my favorite. Um, I I um, from a space perspective, uh, I in my garage I had this huge tank water heater and and uh, taken up a lot of space, and I ended up. Um, changing it out to a tankless and then now I can store my golf clubs in that area and I got other storage areas in that area where the where the water heater used to be uh, and um, uh, if you've ever drained a, a tank water heater uh, you would never open your uh, your mouth in the shower again because of the sediment that comes out from building up on the bottom side of that that tankless water or from or a tank water heater uh, and so uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of uh, of tankless but all right if you uh, want to call with your home improvement questions number to dial 3401045 again 3401045 we're going to take a quick break when we come back Chris and Mandarin has a question about attic ventilation Marshall in Nocatee wants to know about some sliding 
Sliding Door uh, questions. Line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House. We are back. Hello, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Number to dial 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. My name is Jared Malik. I own Universal Roof and Contracting and uh, love to answer your home improvement questions every weekend here on In the House. Uh, so during the break, we had a caller, Chris. He ended up not holding on, but it's an interesting question, so I wanted to take a couple minutes and, and chat about it. His question talked about uh, ventilation and uh, and how that works with a radiant barrier uh, system um, and how they work in conjunction with one another, so I figured I'd talk about that for a second. So ventilation is what allows the hot air out of the attic space uh, and there's a bunch of different types of ventilation uh, the most common uh, that we see here uh, in Jacksonville and really throughout Florida uh, is what's called a passive ventilation system it's where you have soffit vents uh, along the lower edge uh, uh, where the uh, fascia and soffit come together that underside horizontal area is called the soffit uh, usually there's intake ventilation there and then there's some sort of exhaust ventilation somewhere on the roof either with a ridge vent uh, or an off ridge vent uh, and that is a uh, that how that ventilation system works is that hot air rises in the attic it escapes out of the vent that creates a negative air pressure which pulls the cool air in from the soffits but it's a passive ventilation system in, in that there's not a fan or anything actively pulling the hot air out of the attic then there is an active ventilation system which is uh, which is um, uh, a uh, a like a power ventilator uh, where it's a fan it can either be electric power uh, or it can be solar power uh, or also turbines uh, or uh, whirly birds uh, work as uh, as active ventilation too in that it turns uh, which creates a negative air pressure which sucks the hot air out of the attic space um, those are all uh, active ventilation systems meaning that they're actively pulling the hot air out of the attic uh, so and then there's a radiant barrier system a radiant barrier the the idea with that is that it restricts the heat transfer from ever coming inside the attic space so instead of the heat naturally flowing uh, from the outside down into the attic, there's some sort of uh, barrier uh, at usually at the roof level or uh, on the uh, underside of the top cord of the truss that actually restricts the heat from ever making it into the attic. Uh, uh, and then there is um, a spray foam. Uh, spray foam uh, takes radiant barrier to another level in that uh, most of the systems are designed uh, so that you not have a vented attic, uh, so it actually restricts both heat and air uh, at the roof level, and it restricts the heat from ever making it inside the attic space. And then the HVAC system works uh, in conjunction to so that uh, 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 so that you know the hot air uh, uh, is or the air is circulated throughout the entire home, including what would be the old you know what we would typically know as an attic area. Uh, so. 
there's a lot of different options with all of those things, and uh, and there is an art and a science to it. And so, um, uh, so I, uh, uh, it's too complex to go over uh, every single scenario uh, here on the radio in this hour-long show. I could do an hour just on ventilation and uh, and radiant barriers and um, uh, and uh, spray foam insulation. Where problems come into play is when you do some sort of combination uh, or the ventilation system is not uh, 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 working properly. So for example, if you have an active uh, fan next to a passive hole, so many times what will happen is is I'll see people uh, install a ridge vent uh, and then install a power vent right below it. Well, when that fan turns on, and it, the fan doesn't know where it's pulling the air from. It's going to pull it just from the closest spot. So many times what will happen is, is air will just travel between those two vents, and it's not actually pulling the hot air out of the attic space. Or with an active ventilation, I see that uh, they people think, okay, more fans are better. Uh, and so uh, we'll install a bunch of fans on the roof. Well, if there's not enough intake uh, to uh, to p- allow the air to come in from the soffits or so f- or from a gable, when that fan turns on, if there's too much circulation, it can actually suck the air conditioning out of the inside of the home. So it's having the opposite effect. The attic is cool, but because you're pulling the air conditioning from the inside of the house. So uh, a properly sized uh, properly uh, maintained, uh, properly uh, installed ventilation system uh, is uh, is really key. If you want help with that, my guys uh, at uh, at my company are are trained to take a look at it and and give the best options. Uh, our office number six four seven thirty nine zero seven again six four seven thirty nine zero seven and our website universalroofjacks dot com. All right, let's go to, let's see, let's go to Judy in Stark. Judy, you're in the house. How can I help you? Hi. Hi. Um, I had called in because I wanted to know about caulking the outside of a house. I have an old house that I've lived in for about five years, and I was told a long time ago that a house needs to be caulked periodically uh, to keep out insects and to keep it weatherproof. Is this true? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it is. Uh, around certain areas, I mean, you don't want to just go around, you know, caulking everything. Uh, but uh, but it is a good idea in certain areas to make sure that uh, that the caulking there is sealed and uh, done properly and is of good quality. So the most common areas are around penetration points. So uh, so if you have windows, for example, uh, which every house has windows, but where the window actually connects, every once in a while you need to re-caulk uh, that area. Uh, if you have like a dryer vent that goes through the exterior wall of the home, around that needs to be caulked and sealed. If you have siding and where the, the, the siding uh, – pieces come together where uh, like a trim piece that area needs to be caulked every once in a while Um, so you know caulking and painting on the outside of the home if you do the maintenance to that uh, then uh, then uh, you'll you're less likely to get water intrusion in your home and uh, and it's more likely that that paint job will last longer so so good maintenance caulking uh, is a good idea for sure okay so the house is wood so What type of caulking would you use? Sure. So if you um, – 
I personally uh, like a combination uh, uh, silicone acrylic uh, for a lot of exterior. The key with caulking, though, is that you want to get the good stuff. Uh, when you go to the home improvement stores uh, you want to uh, and get the caulking, you don't want to get the 99-cent a tube caulking. You want to get the good quality uh, uh, caulking that's designed for exterior when you're doing exterior. Uh, and depending on that, the the color of your home. So, for example, if you have a white home, getting white uh, caulking is a good idea. Uh, you can get uh, clear uh, silicone, but you want to be careful with silicone in that most of it is not paintable. Uh, so, if you're going to paint anything over the top of it, uh, you want to make sure that you use a good uh, paintable caulking. So thanks, Judy. Appreciate your call. Uh, good luck with that project. Uh, that music means I have to take a break. When we come back, uh, Marshall has a question, and so does Sieber. Uh, line open for you, eight, uh, number here, 340-1045. You're listening in the house. Be right back. Hello. Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Hi, my name is Jared Malik here to answer your questions. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. Numbers here are 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. If you want to call my office and uh, schedule uh, us to come take a look at your roofing, siding, or windows, uh, my office number is 647-3907. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Marshall in Nocatee. Marshall, how are you? Good. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Thanks for holding on so long, brother. I appreciate it. Sure, sure. Well, we've got a beautiful new home that I really have to stretch to find anything of a problem. <laughs> well, I keep looking. That you might have some insight on. Sure. Um, we've had a little challenge. We live here in the woods in Nocatee, and, of course, we've taken over the wildlife's habitat. So we should expect them to come see us. Um, I've had We've had a challenge with scorpions. Hmm. Um, now, I have to admit that those we're finding now are at death's door because thanks to the spray guys, right. uh, they've been very diligent in coming back out and helping out with that. But we started thinking, all right, let's look at any place that might be an opening. Right. Uh, we did find a window that wasn't totally locked that we never used. So, hmm. okay, we've got a couple little things. And then the front door. We kind of redid some of the uh, weather stripping that was there and feel real good about that. But we have a, a large double-pane moving slider mm -hmm. at the back, and we're thinking that's the last possible intrusion site. Sure. So it's a, you know, you know, a one-year-old door seems to operate great, but, of course, both panes move. Right. So you know, we've got the stick in to help you know, with security, et cetera, but it looks like that might be a possible way we could have some crawl in. Do you have any thoughts or suggestions? And then I have a Renai, I'll be happy to tell you what our experience has been. Okay. So, um, so yeah, now we're, are you saying that there's a gap where the, you know, if it's a, a, you know, two sides to the slider, obviously where there's two pieces come together, is that where you're saying the gap is? Well, you know, it's, it's like you can't find but you know for something to be able to move like that, there's got to be some yeah. leeway. I mean, well, it has a 
you know, pretty sophisticated little track there to try sure. to hold down on that. Yeah, I mean, usually there's like a little, you know, I mean, if you asked me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I, I would say, you know, many times there's big gaps at those, but they've actually done, most manufacturers have done a good job to get those as tight as possible in that area. And so there's not a whole lot that you can do in that area. So, but what I do find is most of the time, it's actually not that section where I find, um, uh, uh, things will come in. It's usually actually at the trim area. So is it a, um, what kind of surface do you have on the outside of the home? Is it siding or stucco or what is it? Stucco. Stucco. Okay. So a lot of times where that, where do you have a stucco band around the door or is it just go straight to the, um, to the door, the stucco? Uh, are you talking about the slider? Yeah, on the outside, when you're looking at the surface of yeah, the transition there's, there's of the a metal door, plate that's okay. part of the door system. Okay, so so a lot of times, what'll happen is is when they install those doors, they don't actually seal the opening properly, and so if you can remove the trim, on it, uh, do you have a drywall that goes all the way to the slider on the inside, or is there like a wood trim? Is it a cased opening? No, it's drywall. It's drywall. Okay, if it's a cased opening, then it's then it's usually easier because I have I have found where many times they they caulk that, but they really don't seal it properly. So what'll happen is is if there's any gap between where the door installs and where the outside trim is. Uh, Bugs and things can get on the inside of that area, and so there's an expanding foam that we like to place on the inside of that opening that actually expands all the way around that that where that door connects to the frame that stops bugs and things from getting on the inside. It's much harder to do if if you have a cased opening, you could just remove that trim and then do that expanding foam on the inside with a uh with a drywall uh opening it's not as easy unless you cut back the drywall and then install uh you know do casing on, on the inside but usually that's where if critters are going to come in or or uh that's usually where it's going to happen is in that area uh is the connection of where the door actually uh hits the frame if if that makes sense no 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 no, no. that that's giving me a great idea of there is no such thing as a chemically treated um, uh, caulk type material, is there? No, not that I know okay. of. Yeah, not that right. I know of. Um, uh, you know, caulking all the openings around the outside is a really good idea, but I do find that a lot of times the 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 both air as well as as critters will come in the transition around windows and doors uh, and so that expanding foam is a really good idea it's just it's hard to do as a retrofit unless you have you know actual cased trim on the inside okay and thanks for your comments earlier about the Renai I hadn't thought about that two or three year inspection so I that kind of will stick in my mind certainly but um, Fortunately, the design of the house was such that that is on the exterior wall right next to the master shower. Nice. So our major use of hot water is in that bathroom. That's great. And, you know, by the time I've brushed my teeth, the water's hot. Yeah, that's you know, great. It's yeah. pretty simple for there. You know, it does take longer when we get to the sink in the kitchen in the middle of the house. Yeah, mine you know, is opposite. Sure. 
Mine is opposite. My uh, my uh, master is on the other side of the house, and uh, my my Renai is in the is in the garage, and so my kitchen, you know, is only you know ten feet away from it, something like that. So it gets hot pretty quick. But the master on the other side, it, you know, it takes a while. So I I consider doing a recirculating system, and then um, then I'm actually I'm going to remodel my bathroom here in the next uh, in the next year or so. I'm actually probably going to add a second one for the master just so that that way it uh, it does get hotter faster because we we waste a lot of water waiting on the on the uh, on the water to get hot yep all right well listen thanks so much appreciate your help thanks brother really appreciate your call if you want to take his line it's 3401045 again 3401045 now if you're thinking about replacing any of your windows or doors if you have older windows that you have single pane aluminum windows or or you you have that that sliding glass door that just doesn't open or you want a, just a, a nice French door, uh, you want to replace any of your windows or doors with the most efficient, best-made window and door, I want you to call Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Renewal by Anderson is the replacement win- window uh, division of the Anderson Corporation, uh, and uh, they, uh, they partner with local affiliates in each regional area so that that way it's Anderson uh, that is actually handling handling both the window, the measure, the installation, the whole process uh, through and through. And it's called Renewal by Anderson, the best window replacement experience, the best window replacement company. Their number is 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. And when you call them, make sure you let them know that you heard about it on In the House because there's a special just for In the House listeners. You won't find it anywhere else. Uh, and that's uh, 904-222-8064. Uh, by far the best window replacement company. Uh, they use Their windows are made of a material called Fibrex. Uh, the frame is. Uh, it's not vinyl. It's not aluminum. Uh, it doesn't uh, uh, have the heat transfer like aluminum does. It doesn't uh, fade or, or crack the way the vinyl does. Uh, and it is by far the best window uh, on the market uh, made by Anderson. Uh, and it's called Renewal by Anderson. Two 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 eight zero six four again two 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 eight zero six four. All right, uh, let's see. Do I have time to take another caller before we take a break? Okay, let's go to Dan in Fruit Cove. Dan, you're in the house. How can I help you? Hey, Jared. How are you doing this morning? Doing great, man. Thanks for calling. Um, thanks for taking my call. I got a quick question for you. Um, ventilation in the bathroom. I've take I've upgraded my one bathroom, and I have another to go. And a friend of mine said, oh, you make sure you uh, vent that to the outside, which I have not. So I was thinking, "Eh, I don't know about that. But then I got to thinking, and then I heard about your program. But before you answer that, let me uh, tell you one more thing. When I had my roof done six years ago, they put in this, I don't know, space polymer stuff up in the attic, to, uh, and it really, really works well keeps the house nice and cool during hot days. And uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but you probably know what it is. Um, yeah, so it is uh, – is it um, – where is it installed? The It's on the upper part of the rafters. I see. So it was it sprayed on the underside of the roof deck? Yes. 
Okay, and is it is it just a, a thin like paint material or is it like a thick foam material? No, it's it's it's, it's neither. It's a um, I, I don't know. It's a real shiny. Um, uh, I, look- I, I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's a it's a shiny product. It looks like a, like a. You cut out. It looks like a what? So it's pro- it's it's most likely uh, he ended up getting cut off, but uh, it's most likely some sort of radiant barrier material. There's a bunch of different brands and a bunch of different styles. Um, uh, space polymer makes me think that it's probably some sort of ceramic coating is probably what it is. There's both an aluminum and ceramic coating that that is used that is sprayed on the underside of the roof deck, and it's a radiant barrier material. So chances are that's that's what it is. Um, and any radiant barrier that's going to restrict heat from transferring from one area to the other, I think is a good idea. So, um, uh, some are better than others. Some are more effective than others, but in general, I like radiant barriers. Now, the thing about radiant barriers is that it doesn't stop all the heat from getting in an area. So you still have to have some sort of ventilation, uh, with it to allow whatever heat that does get through to still be able to pass, uh, pass through and pass out, uh, of the interior of the home. And then also, uh, it, you need ventilation for uh, the internal uh, things that happen in the house, the heat and the moisture and the, the bad air, for example, that, is, uh, that just escapes uh, out, of our, uh, out of our mouth every time that we breathe out. Uh, and so all of that has to have some way to get out of the home. So if you have a ventilation system, then that's what allows it to get out. If you have a sealed attic like a spray foam uh, installation, and in those cases, you have to have some sort of fresh air exchange. So your HVAC system or, or uh, fresh air exchange uh, would handle that. Now, in regards to the ventilation for the bathroom, uh, ventilation for the bathroom is a good idea. Uh, one uh, reason for it is moisture. Uh, bathrooms have a high, um, uh, high amount of moisture uh, from uh, bathing and from you know, just the, the water being in the bathroom and the toilet. The, that moisture needs to make its way out. And then you have the other reason you need ventilation for bathrooms, uh, let's call it the smell factor. Uh, and so those are the reasons you need ventilation uh, in, your, in your bathrooms. You do not want to ventilate just from your bathroom into your attic. Uh, one uh, reason is because you don't want that moisture uh, just going into the attic. Uh, you want it to actually escape out of the home. And then the second reason for ventilation, the smell factor, you don't want that just going into the attic and then dispersing throughout the house as well. So, um, so having a good fan in the bathroom with ductwork that exhausts to the outside is a good idea. Now, if you're along an exterior wall with a gable home, many times uh, I recommend that you just go up and out the the side gable wall uh, through a gable mounted. Uh, uh, vent uh, that then connects. Uh, if you're not, if it's an internal area of the home or if it's a, uh, uh, or if you have a hip style roof, uh, then uh, you're just going to poke up through the roof, install a vent uh, and exhaust it that way. 
usually with roofing, I recommend that you hire a professional. Uh, we'll come out and do those minor repairs uh, pretty easily. We've got a whole repair division, and, and we don't mind doing those minor repairs uh, uh, for the uh, – we don't do the ventilation part of it, but we'll do the roof part of it um, at our business, uh, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, our phone number is 647-3907. Again, 647-3907. Uh, you still there, Dan? No, we lost Dan. Okay. Yep. So thanks, Dan, for that question. Do appreciate it. Uh, you want to take his line. Uh, last chance to call for this week. We still have Sieber. We're going to talk to him uh, in the next segment. Line open for you, 340-1045. You are in the house. We are back. Welcome, final segment this week's In the House. We appreciate you listening today. Man, an hour goes fast. It's crazy. Seems like it just started. And uh, and here the show is almost over. Just have a few minutes left. So if you want to call it your last chance, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. If you didn't reach me during the show, have some sort of question or need a um, uh, work done by my company, the type of work that we do, we do uh, roofing, siding, and windows. Uh, that is what we do at our business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, my phone number is 647-3907. Whether it's a small repair or a major renovation, uh, we'll be happy to help you with that. Uh, if you just have a, a small amount of wood rot that needs to be replaced in, in your siding, uh, we don't mind doing that. Um, we'll usually also give you an option for a, a product that doesn't rot. Uh, it's called Hardy Board. Uh, uh, James Hardy Corporation makes, in my opinion, the best siding. They have a version called Color Plus now uh, that actually comes pre-finished from the factory. Uh, and um, uh, you don't have to worry about painting it. Uh, there is a recoding system that they recommend after uh, 10 to 15 years, uh, but it comes with a finish warranty from the manufacturer. Great product, uh, and we're a certi uh, hardy certified installer. Uh, so if you notice wood rot, water intrusion areas, uh, we can help you uh, fix those. Again, Universal Roof and Contracting, 647-3907. All right. Uh, there was a caller who ended up not wanting to go on air. Uh, I don't know why. I'm so nice and sweet and, and have a good conversation with you. But if you don't want to chat with me, that's okay. I don't take offense to it too much. Anyways, uh, but uh, they had a, a question. Uh, they said they have a new shingle roof uh, that is less than six months old that is starting to blister uh, in spots. So let's talk about that really quick. Uh, could be a mi minor issue, could be a major issue. I uh, wouldn't really know without looking at it. Sometimes if it's just isolated areas, what will happen is is that uh, some um, types of, uh, of tar roofs, what we call plastic roof cement or adhesives, uh, don't react well with some shingles. So we've seen cases where around certain ridge cap areas or around vents uh, or stacks, um, if there's too much plastic roof cement or if it's a plastic roof cement that is not um, consistent or doesn't react well to that manufacturer, we've seen some blistering in those isolated areas. If that's the case, then contact whoever installed it, and they need to come in and, and just replace those areas uh, with the blistering. There's special adhesives that can be used so that that doesn't happen. 
Uh, so that's one thing. If it's happening everywhere, uh, if you rub your hand against it and you can feel the blister, but the blister hasn't popped, sometimes those will go away. Uh, we have found with some manufacturers where there's some, some blistering, but once it gets some sun on it a few times, uh, that moisture evaporates. It's just moisture on the internal the, uh, in, the, in the actual asphalt itself. I would just monitor it uh, and see. Uh, if it does actually pop, the point where you get concerned is where if that blister pops. So just monitor it, uh, put the, the installer on notice so they can put the manufacturer on notice. And if it's actual blistering where the blistering is popped and it's happening throughout the entire roof, that is some sort of manufacturing anomaly or manufacturing defect. You'd want to contact the installer who will then contact the manufacturer uh, pretty quickly because uh, that could be a major problem and it would definitely affect the longevity of the roof. So um Hopefully that quickly answered your question. If there's anything we can do uh, uh, off air or you want to ask us any questions, just call my office, 647-3907. Thank you so much for listening today. I do appreciate it. Again, the show's called In the House. It's every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 here on uh, News 104.5 WOKV. Thank you so much for listening today. I really do appreciate it. And again, if I can help you with any roofing, siding, or window project, uh, give me a call on the roofing side, uh, 647-3907. For renewal by Anderson, the best window replacement company. It's 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. Both of those, let them know you heard it on In the House. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.